are listening to Grace and Mercy Podcast. This podcast is for young people who want to know the grace of God and how it changes the way we interact with the world. I'm your host, author Darlene Bojek, and in this episode, we are going to find out why all the word grace in Exodus is concentrated into one conversation. Okay, so today we're working on Exodus. Exodus, Old Testament, again has the word chen and hanan as the words for grace. We have 14 times that the word grace is mentioned in the book of Exodus, and only four of those is outside of one conversation. So let's talk about those other four, and then we will get into what is that conversation that has all of the word for grace over and over repeated in it. First one, Exodus 3.21, Moses at the burning bush. God is saying to him, I will stretch out my hand and strike the Egyptians with all the wonders I will perform among them, and after that he will release you. And then Exodus 3.21 says, And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And when you go, you shall not go empty. So, showing favor. And we remember hearing that in in Genesis. I will show uh, favor. I will cause them to have favor in your eyes. Exodus 11, 3 is the next one. This is where the plague is on the firstborn. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants, and in the sight of the people. So the very next time we see it is when it's being fulfilled. Then chapter 1236, again, the Exodus begins... And same thing is mentioned. Furthermore, the Israelites acted on Moses' word and asked the Egyptians for articles of silver and gold and for clothing. And the Lord gave the people such favor in the sight of the Egyptians that they granted their request. In this way, they plundered the Egyptians. At that point, my thoughts are going to when Jesus says, ask for whatever you wish in my name and it will be given to you that the favor results in gifts and giving, which is what Genesis was all about too, wasn't it? Asking for favor, asking for somebody who has power to give you something to give you that thing when they were asking for it. Okay, so those are the three times when the word grace is not used in one conversation. I did say four because the fourth one is actually a continuation of the other events. The rest of the times when the word grace is mentioned, it's in Exodus 33. So let us look at Exodus 33 and find out what is this thing that keeps being mentioned, which is grace. I'll be starting at verse 7. Right before that, uh, they are commanded to leave Sinai. Now Moses used to take the tent and pitch it outside the camp, far off from the camp, and he called it the tent of meeting. And everyone who sought the Lord would go out to the tent of meeting, which was outside the camp. Whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people would rise up 
and each would stand at his tent door and watch Moses until he had gone into the tent. When Moses entered the tent, the pillar of cloud would descend and stand at the entrance of the tent, and the Lord would speak with Moses. And when all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, all the people would rise up and worship each at his tent door. Thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. When Moses turned again into the camp, his assistant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, would not depart from the tent. Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, Bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now therefore, if I have found favor in your sight, please show me now your ways, that I may know you in order to find favor in your sight. Consider that this nation is your people. And he said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And he said to him, If your presence will not go with me, do not bring us up from here, for how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Is it not in your going with us, so that we are distinct, I and your people, from every other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, This very thing that you have spoken I will do, for you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. And Moses said, Please show me your glory. And he said, I will make my goodness pass before you, and will proclaim before you my name, the Lord. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. But, he said, you cannot see my face, for man shall not see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me where you shall stand on the rock, and while my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft of the rock, and I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. And tied to that is the very last time that the word grace is mentioned, which is a few verses later when the tablets are replaced. Moses immediately bowed down to the ground and worshipped. O oh Lord, he said, if I have indeed found favor in your sight, my Lord, please go with us. Although this is a stiff-necked people, forgive our iniquity and sin and take us as your inheritance. So it's just intriguing that the bulk of grace in the book of Exodus is all right here in chapter 33 and the beginning of 34. Okay, so let's review each of those uh, times that we see grace. We have 33.13, I have found favor in your sight. 33.13, that I may find favor in your sight. 33.16, that I have found favor in your sight. 33.17, for you have found favor in my sight. And then comes the two times that is the Hanan, which is the verb form, which is 3319, mentioned twice. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim before you my name, the Lord. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. So here's the name of our podcast, Grace and Mercy Podcast. 
I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will show mercy to whom I will show mercy. Which is interesting because that is exactly the phrase that Joseph used when he said, May the Lord be gracious to you. And it's the same Hanan that Joseph used to beg when he was, is the verb form of grace, when he was begging his brothers. This reminds me of a quote I found from Spurgeon. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious is also obviously in Romans 9 when God is talking about showing favor to his people. Now God does give great blessings to people who are not his people. He gives um, rain on the evil and the good. He gives family and love and health to people who are not his people. He gives food the laws of nature, where if you plant something, it will grow. If you water something, it will be fruitful. Those are laws of nature that God has given and granted to people who are not his people. He takes care of this world and the people on this planet in a special, uh, a special way. But there's something additional going on between God and and his people, where he's, he's saying, uh, just like he said in Exodus, I'm going to make the Egyptians, I will make them, fi- uh, make you find favor in their eyes. So that the heart leaning toward the Israelites would come from God's prodding, where obviously naturally the Egyptians were pretty upset with the presence of the Israelites who were growing in number and were almost overtaking them size-wise, and so they put them into slavery, and then they kept multiplying, and so they had them kill their firstborn sons, kill their sons, all their sons, and throw them into the river. But the Egyptians, at this point, God made their hearts lean in toward the Israelites. So they gave them clothing and gold, And just as God said, I'm going to make their hearts bend toward you. So favor, grace, leaning toward, leaning toward. Okay, here's a quote by Spurgeon. I must take you now, my brethren, to the glittering treasury of divine grace. You know its name. It is called the covenant. Have you not heard the marvelous story of what was done in the olden time before the world was made? God foreknew that man would fall. But he determined by his own infinite purpose and will that he would raise out of this fall a multitude which no man can number. The Eternal Father held a solemn council with the Son and the Holy Spirit. Thus spoke the Father, I wish that those whom I have chosen be saved. Thus said the Son, My Father, I am ready to bleed and die that your justice may not suffer and that your purpose may be executed. I will, said the Holy Spirit, that those whom the Son redeems with blood shall be called by grace, shall be quickened, shall be preserved, shall be sanctified and perfected, and brought safely home. Then was the covenant written, signed, and sealed, and ratified between the sacred three. The Father gave his Son, the Son gave himself, 
and the Spirit promises all His influence, all His presence, to all the chosen. Then the Father gave to the Son His elect people. Then the Son gave Himself to the elect and took them into union with Him. Then the Spirit, in covenant, vowed that these chosen ones should surely be brought home, brought safely home at last. Whenever I think of the old covenant of grace, I'm perfectly amazed and staggered with the grace of it. The very poetry of our holy religion lies in these ancient things of the everlasting hills, that glorious covenant signed and sealed and ratified in all things ordered well from old eternity. The covenant of grace is the agreement between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit before the world was made. Jesus talks about it several times. Uh, the, the Before the creation of the world, the agreement that I have been given by my Father. So, the leaning toward His people and the meaning of grace. What have I learned today? I, I see in verse 14 of chapter 33, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And he declares his name, the Lord. And I remember that Emmanuel means God with us. And Christ said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So somehow, grace has to do with God's leaning toward his people and being with them and never leaving them. That when it says he's gracious to them, well, like, for example, the Egyptians were kind of prodded to give to the Israelites. They were prodded, and for a moment, they leaned toward them and gave. But God is continually leaning toward us. He's, he's got us under the shelter of his wings. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for teaching us in the book of Exodus that you are uh, gracious to your people, leaning toward them, hovering over them, uh, protecting them. I thank you that you are with us, and that means somehow that's, that's grace, grace, being gracious to us. Help us to continue to learn what grace means in the Bible. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Grace and Mercy Podcast with author Darlene Bojack. This has been episode three of season one, Finding Grace. You can find show notes for this episode, including links to everything, the quote by Spurgeon, uh, at christianuniverse.org. Okay, don't forget question of the week. What do you think grace is and where do you think you are blind about grace? Please share your comments on the show notes comments page. All right. See you next time. Bye-bye.